The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Society of Geeks podcast. I am your host, Eric, and this is going to be another edition of the Monthly Comics Cast. And you know what that means. That means, of course, that I have assembled the League of Substitute Podcasters. None other than the Cosmic Comic Guru, Dario. What's up, Dario? Hey, everybody. And the world's greatest sidekick, Paul. What's up, Paul? What's up, guys? And... Uh, let's see. Uh, the defender of the Secret Wars, the man from beyond, the guest user. The <laughs> <laughs> it's John. What's up, John? Hello, all. Okay. Uh, also bilingual, apparently. Um. <laughs> so, how's everybody doing? How How's it going? Everything good? That's good. Very good. As we are recording this, it is a few days before Thanksgiving. Uh. And so to all our fellow American holiday, <clears throat> excuse me, American listeners, uh, we want to say happy Thanksgiving. And to our international listeners, um, you know, happy thir- Thursday, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of Thanksgiving, let's talk about some things that we are thankful for and get into our comic book reviews. And I will get started because I, oh, right, I got nothing. Okay, so let's move on. <laughs> All right, uh, Dario, why don't you give us some reviews? And I will do my best as I fight off my pet. All right, I have a number of books today to go over. First, I'm going to say on my list is from IDW, not IDW. Who's this from? Skybound? Skybound and Image. I read Transformers number one. Ah, uh, yes. Written and drawn by Daniel Warren Johnson, colorist Mike Spicer, and the letter is Russ Wooten, W-O-O-T-O-N, Wooten. Wooten. So this is, um, this is not called the official start of the Energon universe. They said the start of that was in, was in Void Rivals, where, um, oh, yeah. Jetfire first appeared. Mm-hmm. Which I actually heard a really interesting interview with, uh, with the writer for the G.I. Joe comic coming out, which I was not super excited about, but after listening to the writer talk about it, I am super excited for it now. Oh, really? He was talking about how for like four four years they were working on on, on getting this ready, so they knew about, about this happening for a very long time. Hmm. And that, um, who's together writes uh, Walking Dead? Robert Kirkman. Yeah, so he's basically in charge of Image. And... Uh, and he always told them, he's like, what I want to do is I'm going to create a creator own, uh, one of my own t- titles. And in the first issue, I'm going to have a Transformer appear in it just like to shock people. And that's what he did with Void Rivals. But anyway, <laughs> this is not a review about that. This is a review about Transformers of One. 
Daniel Warren Johnson, if you don't know his work, is uh, really, really good. Uh, he did things like uh, uh, Murder Falcon, um, A Tomahawk, huh. and uh, Wonder Woman, Cursed Earth, or Cursed Earth. I can't remember what it was called. And he has his very own particular art style. I I, I, I would call it like uh, 80s. 80s rock style, which is not, <laughs> I don't even know if that's a thing. <laughs> but that's what I would call it. Um, but his work on Transformers is pretty damn amazing. Um, as a writer, too, I think his writing was fine. And I think he's really kind of hitting it when, on, on Transformers right now. He's also trying to keep it different. Like in the very first issue, spoiler, in the very first issue, he, he's like, uh, I'm going to kill a, I'm going to kill a major Transformer character right in the first issue. Oh, so yeah. yeah, I mean, to me, you can't really kill a robot, but and, I know, and, right? So they they <clears throat> kind of retell the the story that we're familiar with in the cartoon, with the Ark crashing on Earth <clears throat> and being discovered by Spike. In this case, it's found by Spike and his girlfriend, um, and the machines reactivate and they immediately start waking up the Transformers. And the first thing it does is it wakes up. It, the the machine apparently just randomly starts waking up. Transformers. So the first one that wakes up is Starscream. Hmm. Starscream gets up, um, and just in time, Jetfire shows up. And Jetfire has been gone longer than the war with with the with between the Autobots and the Decepticons. So he's unaware of what's happening. So he still thinks Starscream's an ally, and he's like, "Oh, well, you know, you're you're awake. I'm so glad to see you. Uh, let me help you wake other people up." And so he's immediately telling them to to, to you know wake up um, Skywarp. Um, and while he does that, Starscream just turns and like blasts Bumblebee's head off <laughs> while he's like while he's still like asleep. <laughs> so he, that's the that's the first one that dies. Bumblebee. And uh, and then it just it, it turns into a big huge fight. So as I think a total of uh, three or four on each side that wake up. So it's Starscream, Skywarp, and Soundwave get woken up. Optimus, maybe Ratchet, uh, and somebody else gets woken up. And basically, it's a big, huge fight. The Decepticons would easily have won. I didn't let me rephrase that. Decepticons wouldn't have won easily, but they were going to win. But then Spike helped Optimus reach his blaster, and they were able to drive him off. And the fact that they don't have any Energon, they're all running on E, um, meant that they couldn't have a real fight. But uh, you can see the, the seeds planted for G.I. Joe parts because uh, Spike's dad is a, um, ex-military, mm. and then the fact that Spike had an older brother that died in a, in a war, so I don't know a war they refer uh, maybe you know the Middle East or whatever. Um, but Spike's dad is not has never taken it never taken it well the, the, that um, you know he lost his son, so he's a bit of an alcoholic. Um, and then, like I said, the laying the groundwork's down. I read issue two. Issue, issue two is great. Issue two they introduced Duke and. Um, and uh, it's really cool because he's being Duke is being flown in a jet um, to meet with somebody, and uh, they get called in to assist because uh, Sun, uh, um, Starscream and Skywarp uh, start stealing Energon from a refinery. So they fly in, you know, because all they hear is that there are enemy planes in the area, 
and they fly in and they think they're in a dogfight with a stolen American ship because of the, in their jet form they look like American ships. And um, and as the 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 pilot that's that's transporting Duke is like right behind Starscream and he's like, I got him, I got him, I got him. And then Starscream transforms into a robot and like you know bats the plane out <laughs> of the sky and like what the frick was that? <laughs> nice. So the first two issues of are, are really, um, really getting my attention. Nice. And um, I'm looking forward to reading. The, also, uh, doing um, Duke is going to have a five issue miniseries. Oh, yeah. And Cobra Command is going to have a five issue mm. miniseries. Mm. And those are supposed to lead up to GI Joe at some point. Nice. Well, uh, on a side note, one of the things that they're doing, I don't know if it's a good idea or not, but they're going to be running two coherent G.I. Joe titles. One is going to be a continuation of the Larry Hama story, and the other one's going to be the one set in this universe. Oh, IDW so, is doing you know, that, too. Great idea. But, yeah. So, high recommendation. I would, I would, uh, I've, I've read the first two issues, and I like the lot, and I'm going to keep reading it. So Excellent. Cool. Let's give it a shot. Next on my list is uh, a Marvel book. It's called uh, Avengers Inc. The cover. I was wondering about that one. Uh, issue three comes out this week, and I haven't read issue two yet. But I didn't realize it had come out, and it's on. It's in my sub box, so I'm going to get it. So if I could find the creative team, the writer is Al Ewing, artist is Leonard Kirk, color artist is Alex Sinclair. And letterer is VCs Corey Pete, and this is from from the cover. You can tell it's stylized as like a seventies um, spy thriller right. kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the so Wasp is on the cover, um, and so is who you would think is a Vision, but this is not the Vision. Um, what happens is a mysterious individual shows up who goes by the name of Victor Shade, and if you have any. Uh, knowledge of the Avengers, Victor Shade is the alias that the Vision went by when he was trying to be human. He would wear like a disguise right. device, kind of like the same way that Nightcrawler did for a little while to look human. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this is uh, basically another another Vision. Uh, hopefully, we'll learn more about it. But they're investigating a, a number of uh, um, murders that have taken place on the raft. So a bunch of of D list villains were killed. The guy, um, the, not the wizard, Whirlwind. Whirlwind was killed, shot in the head. Yeah. Um, the Griffin, yeah. uh, um, one of the members of the Serpent Society, the girl, the, the, the big heavy girl. Um, I don't mean heavy as in big, but like she's a big strong girl. Um, who's got the snake arms. Oh, yeah. uh, quicksand, a girl that can turn into sand. And then a couple other people. Anyway, they're all killed the same way. And they're all, uh, when they're, uh, they're all shot in the head. And whoever shot them used the justice is served line afterwards. And if you have any, uh, remembrance of the scourge, the scourge yeah, was the oh, guy yeah. that was killing all D list characters for a long time. <laughs> so they go into, um, to investigate. Uh, apparently there's some sort of, I think there's some sort of like law or there's a reason why Avengers can't operate in costume right now. Um, is Kingpin still mayor of New York? I don't think he is. No, Luke Cage is mayor of New York. But for whatever reason, um, the, the Avengers can't operate in costumes. So they're going in and playing clothes. Another reason why this looks like 
a spy thriller. They're not, they're not all supered up, you know, with capes and stuff. But for a, for a, for like a mystery book, it was very interesting. They were trying to figure out who killed these guys. Turns out none of them are dead. They were just fake dead. They all wake up and, and, and start fighting. But not a single one of them knows who shot them, why they were shot, uh, or how they're not dead. But they're just back. Mm. So, um, they're able to stop, um, those five villains from breaking out of the morgue. And the, there's a bit of a shock ending, um, with finding out that a former Avenger had, um, something to do with it. I'm not going to ruin it for you guys in case you decide to read it, but it was good. I don't know if this is going to be an ongoing series or a mini series, but I'll, I'll keep reading it. Hmm. Sounds interesting. And the last thing I read is this beast of a book. Whoa, so wow. I've decided I am mostly getting out of reading monthly books. I'm going to start reading collected books from now on, um, which means I may have to wait a year to read the storyline I want to read, which is going to be tough. But I just, I, I went and my, I, I trimmed my subscription from like 23 books to like five books. Um, and I'll pull stuff off the wall as I want to read them, but this is the beginning of my reading collective books. So this is, uh, not, this was not issued as a, as, as monthlies. This is just was issued as a big trade. It's called Now Let Me Fly. And it's a biography of Eugene Bullard, who's the first African American pilot. Um, he was, not allowed to be a pilot for the United States during World War One because he was African American, but he was in the French Foreign Legion, so he was a pilot for them. And he won uh, France's highest military awards, and um, is is really not really even spoken of that I know of. Uh, so he's a real historical figure, and it's really well written. Uh, the art's really good. Let's see, it's done by. Let's find out. So basically yep. what you're saying is France had a military award for people that wouldn't run away. This is the French Foreign Legion. So uh, this is before they ran away. This is during World War One. Okay. That's what uh, I'm saying. He didn't run away. He, he stood and fought. Ronald Wembley. This is the worst. It's, yellow, it's white on yellow, and I'm having a hard time reading it. It's written by Ronald Wembley. And the art is done by, last name is Ravel. I'm sorry, I can't read it. Um, it doesn't tell his entire life story. It tells all, it tells most of, most of his life story. Uh, but what's interesting is that, um, he lived his life, you know, he escaped the United States. He, he escaped, you know, the, the, the deep south and, um, uh, stowed away on a, on a steamer ship to go to, to, to France. And, you know, ended up living his life there. And then he came back to America. And in his uh, twilight years, he was a elevator operator for, um, is it 30 Rock, the, the TV station? Yes. Yeah. He was an elevator uh, operator there and huh. no one even knew who he was. And then, um, the elevator like stopped working one day when one of the high execs, like the one of the TV producers was on the elevator with them. And they were trapped there for a while, and they just started talking. And he's like, "What do you mean you're in the war?" And he tells him he tells him his whole story. And then later, he was actually interviewed on the Tonight Show, I think, um, and maybe in the seventies. Um, I haven't seen the clips for that, but this is really interesting. I knew about him 
uh, as a historical figure prior to reading this. And when I saw this book come out, I gave it a shot. But I thought the, the art's really, really good. It's well, it's well paced out. Um, it feels a little bit like um, Darwin Cook's art in a way, where it's limited color and it's kind of, it's kind of got that um, Art Deco kind of feel to it, I guess you'd say. Mm. But really good. Um, not a fast read. I mean, I finished it in a couple of days, but I enjoyed it quite a bit. And so I would recommend that too. And then the last thing I haven't finished reading yet is I Am Stan by Tom Scaletti. Oh. This book is great. It's, it's, it's really dense. There's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of reading in this book. Uh, but it's basically an unauthorized biography on Stan Lee that, um, was put together with Tom Scaletti just going through interviews and like television interviews, newspaper interviews, um, other interviews with other creators that knew him. So it's not authorized by the family. It's pretty, it's pretty raw. Um, you see him being a total ass to people and, but he's not like, he's not like being a bad person. He's just like, you know, one of the artists shows up in his office and says, Hey, can I have my art back? He's like, I can have my art back. He's like, yeah, you can have your art back. He reaches in his draw, grabs a marker and just puts a big, huge X over it and gives it back to the guy. <laughs> That's what they did back then. Yeah. Right. So he did. And he also, you know, he was, he was, he was the mouthpiece for the, the owner, uh, Goodwin, I think. So he just did his job. Um, it was actually Goodwin, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Mm, yeah. Um, but I'm not even, I'm not done it yet. I'm a little bit more than halfway through it. it. It's very interesting. I'm at the point now where he's being asked to go to colleges to talk. And, and, and the way they're writing this is that every time he does an interview, he's like, he's not saying i did this i did that he's saying i did it with i did it with jack or i did you know i did it with john or i did it with you know steve he where basically he said this is I, I i gave him the story they drew it and i threw the dialogue in which is exactly what he did but the reality of it is is he said spider-man fights a guy meets a girl and he can't go out with it that day and so i mean that's that's it right, right and yeah. then the artist draws it all and then he has to plug in the words afterwards um so in a way and we in of course we already all knew this is that you know it's as much the artists writing the story it's the marvel method right. so it's as much the artist writing the story as the, as as it was him um one other interesting thing i learned from this that i didn't know is that um uh one of the guys who created superman it is jerry siegel is that what it was Eagle. yeah jerry jerry, jerry siegel um, went to Marvel and asked Stan for a job uh, after after he left DC and um, and he was like yeah I'll give you a job as a proofreader and he's like I want to be a writer and he's like well I don't have any writing work but you can be a proofreader so I mean it's like he in, in this in this one page he treats him really well he's like he's like telling everybody how great he is not not Stan he's telling everybody how how, how great Jerry is and his importance okay. to the comic to the comic industry. But he's like, I can't give you work. He's like, you're just going to have to be a proofreader. So I don't even know. I, I'd have to do a little bit more research. I don't even know if he ever actually wrote anything for Marvel. But it's interesting. Yeah. So anyway, if you – if you, it's Tom Scully's art. People either like it or they don't. Um, it's, it's his own style. Um, so he did this one, and he did one on, on Jack Kirby too that I haven't gotten to yet. Uh, this is the one on Jack Kirby. It's called Jack Kirby, Epic Life of the King Comics. So I'll read that one next. 
But we sold out of these at the store. We must have had five of them. Those are my reviews. How how did you like the Stan Lee one so far? So far, I've liked it quite a bit. Yeah? I mean, I've, I have learned some stuff I didn't know. A lot of the stuff I knew. Um, but, like, the like the thing about Jerry Siegel I didn't know about. I mean, there's stuff about him meeting his wife that I, I didn't know about, but it's not something I was going out of way to, to, to learn about. Um, and then the early stuff with his, with his, uh, his dad and his brother, because, you know, his brother... His brother Frank wrote Barry the, newspaper, the newspaper strip forever. Yeah. Um, so um, basically, how he went by, you know, how he went from, you know, Stanley Lieber, was it Lieber or Lieberwitz? Lieber to just Stan yeah. Lee because everyone right. just called him Stan. Yeah. And then he had an interview with somebody, and they said they said Stan Lee, so he named Stan Lee, and he was like, "Yep, that's my name." So. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, little editor's note here. Um, it looks like he wrote, he did write for Marvel, but under the pseudonym of Joe Carter. Oh, what did he write? Really? Vader's maybe? Um, with Stan Lee, he co-created the villain Plant Man. (laughs) Oh, amazing. He also scripted the Human Torch feature in Strange Tales, 112 Mm -hmm. to 113. Uh, he introduced Hmm. the Teenage Torch's high school girlfriend. Doris Evans, um, and under his own name, he did a backup feature starring the X-Men member Angel, uh, that was in Marvel Tales, and Kazar. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. The, so, the, other uh, thing, the other thing that's interesting is that whenever they do, like, um, a lot of them, it's just, like, one or two pages of his interactions with, with people, um, but, like, someone's like, I'm going to make a character up um, that's basically Spider-Man, right? And they're like, I'm going to name him Peter Thomas. And he's like, Peter, no, 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 it's not going to work. Peter Parker. Everything has to add the same, the same letters, you know? Yeah. But it's cool. Like I said, if, if you're, if you know much about comic history, then a lot of the stuff, you're not going to, it's not going to be new for you. But if you don't know it, it's really informative. Nice. But. All right. It's cool. Isn't that all you got? That's all you got. I'm sure I got another pile of stuff over here, but that's all I'll talk about today. All right, John, let's move on to you. Okay, I have Darth Silver Vader Surfer. <laughs> no, actually, I don't. I have Silver Surfer Rebirth Legacy. Here we have Frank Miller cover with Silver Surfer on it. And uh, it's written by Ron Mars, drawn by Ron Lim, inks are Don Ho, colors are Romulo Fajardo Jr., and uh, the letters are by V.C.'s Joe Sabino. I know that guy. No, not that guy. No, you do? <laughs> Wrong Joe. So uh, I like this uh, one because it's kind of like, uh, what do you call it, from the 1990s, right? Right, right after the Infinity Gauntlet. And this, this that's when this takes place. And uh, Adam Wallach in the Infinity Watch... They still have all their gems and stuff like that. Uh, so I have the first three issues here. I'm doing all three issues uh, at the same time here. And basically, uh, it's Silver Surfer's son, uh, Legacy, gets tricked. Not by... the Silver Surfer's son. Captain uh, Marvel. Sorry, Captain Marvel's son. Thank you. <laughs> Dario probably knows the story <laughs> better than me. <clears throat> so he, he gets tricked 
by Mosquito, he uh, disguises himself as <laughs> Galacticus. <laughs> he, said, he said Mosquito. Who's Mosquito? Mosquito. Mysterio? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Mysterio. Oh, yeah. He tricks and, a lot of people. Uh, you know who, he you tricks know? them into uh, going back in time. What's that, Dar? You know who else tricks a lot of people? Mephisto. Ooh. That's it. You got it. You named it. So go by what Derek says. <laughs> so uh, he tricked them into uh, getting the time gem from Monster Island. Where I just Gamora. read that. Did you? Yeah. Cool cover, right? Uh, Which one? Which one you got? That's issue one. I think it's an alternate cover. Or uh, a variant variant edition. It's Frank not Miller. that Frank. It ain't that Frank Miller piece of crap, is it? Yeah, no, it's good stuff. Look at it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I got that. I got that one, and I got another one. Issue two, right? That's no. where he's fighting Warlock, and then issue three, where you have the Dark Silver Surfer. So, anyways, he uh, tosses him uh, backwards in time, and he gets to see his father from a distance, and then then he throws him into the future, which uh, I think is where the Dark Silver Surfer has Thor's hammer. Mm-hmm. Right, and uh, it's pretty kind of pretty neat. I I feel like this character, the Dark Silver Surfer, has made an appearance before in comics. But yeah, he has. He's been around uh, for the last couple of years. Yeah, I can't really remember. It's not a, he's not a separate character, isn't he? Silver Surfer. He's a Silver Surfer. Yeah, and yeah. I think he, he just evolved. Has, he just has, I think uh, he's involved into this guy. Yeah, he no, I think he has. Um, all the, the Lord of the Symbiotes, I think, was the reason why that happened. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So he's a symbiote? Yeah, I didn't read the story, but I feel okay. like he was somehow involved in Null and the, the Necrosword and the God, the God Killer, the, the guy that they used in the Thor movie. Um, cool. Oh, okay. Thor. He was involved in all that. Huh. Oh. But uh, it's pretty interesting and then silver surfer finds you said, out you said mysterio was in it i didn't no. see him in that book <laughs> he's not i said mysterio i didn't know what he was talking about i said mysterio <laughs> no one knows mysterio's in the book dude paul because mysterio is a trickster <laughs> yeah there you go so's so's uh what's his name i don't Mephisto? know what his name is which what's his name oh so Thanos gets involved too once Paul. No uh, way, not can... Thanos. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, he says, "Hey, uh, Silver Surfer says, hey, I need to, your help.'" And so he's helping him out going into the uh, future. And Surfer ha- uh, Thanos has the reality gem. He's like, "Oh, I, I don't need this to fight the Dark Silver Surfer. I'll just use my own power. My own powers." Yep, there he is. He's Paul has it right there. Is this though? <clears throat> And so, basically, uh, I like this series, you know, to use Der- Derek's thing, the good, the bad, the nitpicky. Uh, it's good because I'm glad they did it. The, the bad, I, I don't see any bad in it. Nitpicky. I don't know. I don't, I don't care about the time traveling stuff, but I do, I do like that they're kind of, uh, the continuity. I know this continuity very well because this is when I read a lot of comics. But anyways, that's one of my reviews. I highly recommend it. And I got another one here, Shazam. I'm taking a, uh, <laughs> I'm taking a page out of Dario's book. I'm trying to, and this is actually a gift from Paul. Thank you, Paul. 
because this has been happy most birthday. of my this has been most of my reading for the last couple of months. Hmm. I'm, I'm so through. glad you I'm so glad you were reading that stuff. I love it. I think it's great. This is really good stuff. So in fact, I even got I even got my Billy Baxton solid red sweatshirt on. Oh, there it yeah. is. I got to get myself one of those. Say so, say what you got there because we're just calling it it. What what do you have? Oh, this is Shazam. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't realize it. Showcase presents Shazam over five hundred comics. So what this is this is uh, starting with issue one from nineteen seventy three, I think, to like uh, I don't know issue thirty three. In his 500 pages of comics. So th this is great, right? Because uh, it's in black and white. But to me, that doesn't matter because the story has been good in my mind. You know, so this is kind of like uh, kind of goes back in time. I feel like uh, the, <clears throat> there are a lot of different writers and artists. But the first few issues are the folks that I think kind of wrote and started it in the beginning. Danny O'Neill, I think he's. Uh, Denny O'Neill, I think he's kind of a from the sixties and seventies, but C.C. Beck. C.C. Beck's the, the creator, the, the creator of the character. Right. So you know, you get a guy who's basically was doing this in the nineteen thirties, right, and forties, and they brought him back for this in the nineteen seventies. So I think that's kind of neat that they did that, and uh, D.C. kind of got the rights. You know, it was, I don't know how that happened. You know since kind of DC kind of got Shazam out of business, right? Because they so, said he looked too much like Superman. Yeah, so so, so Marvel, uh, not Marvel, uh, Shazam was outselling Superman at one point. Right. DC decided they couldn't they couldn't deal with that, so they, they sued yeah, them out of business. It. Yeah. And then Marvel, Marvel took a page out of that book and sued the shit out of them. <laughs> 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 and so uh, this... Is great. The one of the reasons why I like it is because there's like uh, one issue has like three stories, so all the stories are short, right? And they're all silly. It's uh, <laughs> kind of like uh, childish in a way, and it's kind of refreshing, uh, especially after in certain books. But everyone, uh, Billy gets Billy gets uh, gets gets uh, tied up and gagged. He can't say yeah. his word. <laughs> uh, he can't say Shazam, so you have to have someone else come by and say it for him, you know. So it's a, it's kind of interesting. Well, they, I think ways of getting out of stuff. What's that, Paul? I think they were. I think they were trying. I think we were trying to be um, showing like equal. You know how like Wonder Woman was always bondage. So hey, let's do it to a ten-year-old kid and make it. Equal. <laughs> oh, let's hope not. Let's hope, let's hope that's not there. Let's hope not, Paul. Yeah. So I, I've still been reading all my Star Wars and Darth Vader stuff, but I'm sorry to say I don't have one to review today. But I did want to uh, ask a question to you guys, and I might have asked this before. Uh, I know I've been reading a thing uh, for Star Wars called uh, Hyperspace Stories, mm -hmm. and I see that it's underneath Dark Horse Comics, and I was under the impression that Dark Horse didn't have the ability to so dark, use star wars anymore but dark horse of course as we know had the star wars license for many 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 years and then yeah. the license went back over to marvel however marvel made a deal with dark horse um that and there's cert that there's certain things that dark horse can publish um 
and most of it tends to be geared towards a younger audience, so it's pretty much perfect for you, John. Um, perfect, because I <laughs> love this stuff. <laughs> so there's a lot of, like, there's things like, um, I don't remember the exact books, but like a, like Jedi Adventures or, or something, like High Republic. Yeah. yeah. So that's like what that shot. is. Mm, yeah, they're kind of like one-shots, you know, kind of nice little stories. Yeah, they're pretty cool. But uh, other than that, that's that's it for me. All Thanks right. for the history lesson, Dark. You got it. <laughs> that's what I do. So on the real, real quick, the the current Shazam book is still really good, by the way. Um, yes. Even we talk, I think we that... talked about it. How, how about all, how I... all the Shazam gods were 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 influencing him and making him do like things they shouldn't do. So in yeah. the newest issue, um, he went to the he moon. changes back to Billy because he doesn't want to be controlled by the gods anymore because he figures it out and. Uh, for some reason, he can't say his magic word. We were just saying how he, in, in the in the old right. stuff, he was always being stopped from saying his <laughs> word. Yeah. So Mary shows up, and Mary gets her powers from a different set of gods now, but they still spell Shazam because they all have letters, right? So so she she prays to her gods or uh, beckons to her gods. She's like, I'm going to say the word for the lightning, but don't throw your lightning. Uh, and but then she she tells she 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 calls out to the Shazam gods. She's like, I'm gonna say your word, and I want you to throw the lightning. And they're like, Zeus is standing there, and he's like, that works. <laughs> he's like, that, that counts. So she says Shazam, and she gets out of the way, and Zeus throws his throws his lightning. James oh. Billy, it's, it's it's written better than what I just said, but it's cool. I hope so. Um, <laughs> I'll have to pick Thanks, that dude. one up. All right, that brings Number us three. that brings us to you, Paul. What do you got for us? I got nothing. Okay, the one the one shot of wolf werewolf by night. Oh, nice. It was written by Derek Landy. The artwork by his friend Gallen. Uh, BC's Joe Sabino was the writers. And then they had like, they had like four or five covers from various artists. Um, a couple of the various of the variant was, uh, Hughes and, uh, I can't send Siren Steve. He used to draw. He used to draw the um, first season, first series of Moon Knight. Bill Sienkiewicz. Yes, that's how you say it. Um, overall, it was. I loved it. It had. Um, it's where they had the uh, Jack Russell who uh, teamed up with Elsa Bloodstone. Mm-hmm. To um, oh, can you see the artwork? Oh, that's cool. Right, you see that? Neat. What that was is a guy built a built a guy built a castle in um in the Rockies just so he could have his cult and bring his god over. His god was like a um sort of like a Cthulhu type monster type yeah. god. Cosmic and, heart. Right. So they're trying to stop him and they're like, Well we got till we got till midnight and they'll then they'll kill the girl. To release, to release the um, to open up the portal or bring the bad guy in. Well, the guy already killed the girl. Said, "Whoops!" Killed the girl, and then the god took over, uh, possessed the girl's body. So one's doing, one's trying to distract the god, while the other one's trying to fight the cult leader. But in the, I mean, in the end, you know, they stop him. Overall, I loved it. I mean. I'm a big Werewolf by Night fan. Uh, anything that comes out with him, 
I pick it up regardless. Um, if I had to nitpick something, back in the seventies, Jack Russell was was like a ginger. In this, he's got like walnut. He got like walnut to black hair. Mm-hmm. He's got like this big ass. He's got like this big ass freaking uh, Duck Dynasty beard going. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I'd give it an A plus. I loved it. The second one was you see that Cat yeah. Wolf and that Howling Commandos. Oh yeah. I didn't know. I didn't. Did you buy that from our store? Ah uh, yes, I believe so. John and I, John and I were trying to figure out who the person was that bought the one copy that sold. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're absolutely welcome. I hope you, I hope you made quota. <laughs> uh, I thought this was a one. I thought this was a one shot deal. Yeah. But it's a yeah. mini series. Well, I believe number two's more, out. Yeah, it came out last week, I think. Right. <laughs> this, <laughs> let's see, it was, it was a typical, freaking, it was cat versus a bunch of Nazi werewolves. Oh, it was like nothing, it was no original thought toward it. Um, let me see, let me check my notes. Right, I mean, enough said. Um, didn't have any original concept whatsoever, the art. The fact that it was released around Halloween, that was released around Halloween, right? That one reason saved me from giving this a uh, toss over the shoulder. Because <laughs> 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 I think this is the closest thing to a Halloween episode they had, other than the Crypt of Shadows that came out like a month before this. I think they're making that a yearly thing now, because the Crypt of Shadows sold yeah. well for them last year. Hmm. It so it so I think it did pretty good this uh this year too with Daredevil. Mm. They had other ones anyway. So it was all right. They didn't have any con- original concept whatsoever. The art, like I said, was I like the art. That in that it came out around Halloween, saved it from being an over the shoulder toss. Wow, that's that's pretty crazy. Right? I'm calling I'm calling this Halloween. All right, I'm calling this a Halloween Hail Mary. Right? <laughs> That's all so, I'm saying. It's the only reason why it didn't get tossed over the shoulder. Does he become a werewolf in the comic? Yes. He does. So it's kind of like yeah, when he back, did in the 1990s, he did that. Right. Right. Back like around in the issues like 300s or whatever. Yeah. Where he wolfed out. Fascinating. Yeah. You know, Halloween Hail Mary. You see what I did there? Yeah, we saw. So for a, the Marvel, the Marvel Halloween book that I read and liked was Hollow's Eve. I like that one. Is that what I call her? her name is? Yeah, the superhero girl with the masks. Yeah, she's a, yeah. Halloween. Halloween. Oh yeah, yeah. That uh, it did a mini series still her. going, or that's that series. They did a mini series with her, and then they, they it's been doing so well. They did a they followed it up with an extra Halloween one shot. Wow, so yeah, she's really great. popular, huh? That's yeah. great. Interesting. I'll probably pick that up uh, when it comes in a trade Dan Lee's, not the, Dan Lee's not the only one that can come up with snappy pet phrases. That's funny. So the, um, in the Hollow's Eve uh, Halloween one-shot, she's trying to save some people from being attacked by monsters. So she reaches in her pouch and she pulls out a Captain America mask. 
like an old fashioned seventies mask. She puts it on and so she she's she she's very much Halloween themed. She's got like a pumpkin on her shield and stuff like that. But right. she's like she's like, Oh my god, she's like am I am I taller? <laughs> <laughs> Overall, I'd have to give it a C plus. I mean, it's it, you know that's better than I thought. I thought you were yeah. gonna give it a D. Well, F is for yeah. fling. <laughs> well, I, I I also realized I can't swing my comics like I used to because you know I might have to turn around and sell them to make money. Yeah, good luck with that one. Yeah, really. Right. <laughs> All right, what else you got? The third one is um, Lucy. Mm-hmm. The the return of the spectacular Spider-Man returns. The superior Spider-Man returns. Yeah, get it right. Oh, doc, oh doc. yeah, that's hey, no Lucy. that's no Peter Parker. That's right. Hey, <laughs> it could be. I read this. I feel like this book is like is like the best, if not the best, hook on book. Um, hold on. So let me open up the. I hate to say it, but my favorite Spider-Man is Superior Spider-Man. I, I won't. I won't go so far as to say he's my favorite, but I did love that. I love that character. I love the whole run of it. He's in the top. He's in the top three. Yeah. I mean, I love Peter Parker. He's a great character, but he's it's, his stories are so stale. That was a fresh way to do it. That, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. What I meant, what I meant by the hook, by the by a hook on, right before you start breaking my balls. Okay. I'm getting ready. Let me explain my terminology. <laughs> book on books are, are when they had the zero issues, like when they did the zero hour. That's what that book is. In 52, this is what this is. Yeah. It says one, but it's a, it's a zero issue. It might as well be a zero issue. Right. They're like, <laughs> but then it, it's like a lead into what's going to happen when they did number one come out this week. Yeah, I read it. It's good. Is it? I yeah. have to take it out. It's got Spider Boy in it. Oh. Like I don't love the fact that they're shoehorning Spider Boy and stuff, but it's 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 interesting. <laughs> I like the art. The art I think I feel like the art flowed really good from panel to panel. Mm-hmm. And it was just a just a um an excellent fit with the writing. Um I mean I'm very anxious to read one and keep going. I think it's like I think it's like a six pot. Yeah, it's a mini series. Yeah. Overall, I give it A plus plus. The thing about this mini series though is that it's um I'm trying to think of so it's 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 telling a story that wasn't told before with the superior Spider Man, but it's also telling a story with Doctor Octopus right now trying to remember something. So right. it's it's happening in both. It's it's so it's like auto now. Oh, interesting. It's all it's almost like past and present. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. But I loved it. I absolutely. I was like, this is amazing. And no, it's I spectacular. Have, I mean, superior. No, it's superior. Superior. My bad. My bad. <laughs> it's spine chilling. All I know is a lot better than Alias. Oops, sorry. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Speaking of which, are you yeah, done yet? Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, you're done. All right, so now it is time to move on. That was our um, reviews, and some of them were pretty good, and some of them were Paul's. 
So thank you. <laughs> it's time to move. Hey, I told you all you had to do is read the footnotes, and I could have had the night off. <laughs> we probably should have done that. I would have just made it very quickly. This book, Paul liked this book. Paul didn't like this book. Paul, after after afterwards, you have to tell. Did you read Sandman? Yeah. Just tell me, good or bad? Meh. Meh. Okay. Yeah. That's enough for me. I'll check it out. All right. So, um, it's time for off the shelf. And that is where we pick a storyline that we want to cover and reread, or possibly read for the first time. And uh, we're doing. Um, we started with Dario last episode, and what we're doing is we're picking stories from our favorite writers. And I picked a story from uh, Brian Michael Bendis, uh, who I've become a fan of in recent years. At least his Marvel stuff. His DC stuff, I don't know. I'm still... Right? His 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 Superman run was pretty terrible. Yeah, I didn't love it. But anyway, I decided to go back and do go uh, way back and cover uh, his book Alias, which is about the character Jessica Jones and is the uh, reason why there is was a Jessica Jones Netflix series. Um so the hey, not only not only, not to interrupt you buddy. Too late. Not only did I pick up that number the first, the only copy of the Half Wolf Colin Commandos, I also picked up the last I picked up the last alias pay pack that you had. So it was my fault that you didn't have one. Huh. No, John got me his copy. All right, so moving on. Um, so Alias was <clears throat> a part of the Marvel Max imprint, which was the more um, geared more towards the mature rated books, you could say. Um, well, what are you doing with it? Yeah. <laughs> So it was written by Brian Michael Bendis, and it was uh, drawn by Michael Gatos, uh, and there was a couple, few different letterers, and um, so I really enjoyed this book myself. I thought it was really good. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the character of Jessica Jones. I enjoyed the way he, uh, Bendis handled her. I like Bendis's writing. I like the way he does dialogue. That's what really appealed to me. And, um, so this is one of the things I, I really enjoyed. I bought, I had this, I bought this series when it came out and I just, I just became a fan of it right away. So that's why I picked it. So what did you guys think? I agree with you. I liked it. Now I didn't love the first story with Captain America. Sure. Cause it felt, it felt very much unlike Captain America. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, It had nothing. I mean, it had everything to do with him because of what of what he, you know, what transpired. But it also it carried through the whole series on whether should she or shouldn't she. You know, I'm. You know, I'm. Try, right. I'm trying yeah, not to yeah, give it yeah. away. Right. Yeah. Well, you talking about you talking about further in the run for this because yeah. Okay, so I, I've only ever read this. I, no, 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 no. He's talking about it's, it's why. Oh, go ahead and spoil it. Hold yeah, on. Spoil it. Before you, you do, before you do, hold on. Oh, spoiler alert. Go ahead. Okay. When she found out who Captain America was, throughout that, throughout the trade back, she was going back and forth on whether she should say something or not. I mean, she kept, right. she went to the Avengers like, a couple of times to try to get a hold of, uh, 
Raquel Danvers. Yeah. Um, she didn't bother with Luke Cage because she was too busy getting pounded by him. <laughs> <laughs> they get married at some point. And they have kids. They do. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. Okay. Fine. I'll never read it. <laughs> I mean, the the look on her face pretty much said it all. Um, but what I'm saying is, I mean, throughout the whole, while she was doing the other, like the mini, like the other, um, where she was a detective, right. she had other cases, she was still humming and hawing over this thing with Captain America. Well, I mean, that's the thing, is she's got this tape revealing his secret identity, and I, to me, I've lived in a world where everybody knows Steve Rogers is Captain America. Right. And I forgot that there was a time when nobody knew. Right. So. Right. And I was just like, I was like, well, everybody knows anyway. And I'm like, oh, wait, this is back before his identity is revealed. Like, I don't even know if his identity is revealed in Marvel Comics right now. I, this In the in the movies, everybody knows who he is, right? I think right. so. Well, either that, either that or they just don't care and they never really mention it. But right. uh, but I, I I like this. I thought I think the it's a it's a fresh take on Marvel <clears throat> on on seeing the Marvel universe. This was this the first in the Max line, Derek? Um, Punisher might have been. I think they released a couple at the same time, didn't they? I think this came out around the same time as like think, Marvel Knights. I think so. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. So, so um, I, I feel like I feel like Michael Bendis might have been. No, I'm probably wrong when I say this. Getting his feet wet with writing this kind of thing. Uh, um, yeah, but, I think you're right. Yeah, but he really gets his stride going, and and I haven't read the other stuff, but I read his Daredevil stuff, and I feel like that it was being written shortly after he finishes Alias stuff. Right. And what do you think, John? So this was uh, I. I had the same feelings first look when you first look at this book the way I did 20 years ago when it came out. I don't know if it was 20 years ago or not, but. <clears throat> when I looked at it, yeah, actually, it was through, twenty years ago. You look through, you look through the first few pages, and it's, it's, a, you can see it's a very slow moving comic, right? And it's, uh, like you said, it was uh, more of like um, mature themed, right? And right. you're looking at a guy that's like not considered mature. So I look at this, I'm ready for, you know, I want to see Captain America's shield or. You know, <laughs> Superman's laser eyes or something, you know, graphic and powerful, you know, the big pow on the screen. So mm. when you look through the first issue, I'm pretty sure if you look at it now, it, it's kind of like very slow moving, a lot of dark panels, you know, and not work. Yeah, Even so like... it, was, it was very slow. And then the other thing, too, is uh, the artwork was really tough for me to get into. But with that being said, I'm glad I read it because I was curious about what is this alias person? What's why is she so interested in a topic of discussion and this and that? Right. And it is kind of interesting because she's a detective and this and that. But uh, it's it's not my genre. Right. I want like a big pow bang type of thing. And if if you like intrigue and stuff like that, I think you got to you got to pick something up like this and. It'll be enjoyable for you, but if I want intrigue, I think I'll probably read a book. And if I want, you know, something that more exciting, I'm gonna pick up a comic. Uh, so that's my thoughts on it. You know, I think I had some right. other thoughts, and I passed it off to Dario, <laughs> so, he could, so I wouldn't have to throw it over the shoulder. <laughs> you brought up, not that you brought I, not up that I would, but 
then you know, it, just, I, I, it sounds like excuse. it just wasn't your thing, which that's fine. But no, um, right. But the, I, with that being said, I do find some interesting parts to it. You know. Oh, great! He puts it down, and you let him go. I put it down, and I'm an asshole. What the hell? <laughs> I I did it nicely, though. Maybe. Well, that, I that's, don't know. That's, <laughs> now, that's because you crapped all yeah, over the book. So, so yeah, because yeah, the book wasn't done. totally bad. I personally, um, I love, I love the artwork as well because I, I just like the style of it. Um, so that's another reason why I really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, we know. So, Paul, um, your thoughts on it? We know you didn't like it, so we'll move on. Um, <laughs> hey, buddy, it's all right. Yeah, no, like anybody no likes different stuff. I love Rob Leafield and Greg Land. You know. Ugh. The hottest part, the hottest part was that interrogation. What issue two? Oh, with with the with the officer, and then yeah. and then oh, Matt yeah. Murdock shows up it, and, and it gets, went gets her out so of there. Long. I like that. I was at the point at the end of that. I was I was at the I was thinking, I was wondering if I was wondering if Bendis was Great Britain for bend over. See, and right. that's why you're the asshole. You didn't need That's to say that. Mean, Paul. You didn't need to say that. Hey, it's the First Amendment, friend. Not on the podcast, it's not. <laughs> well, you got the edit- editing button. You can take care of it. Beep. <laughs> I mean, I come think on. Bendis isn't, isn't, isn't British. Yeah, really. Um, He's a United States citizen. Yep. Um, yeah, because you don't just... See, John at least puts it nicely. You don't put it nicely. <laughs> I don't, you know, know me, I don't sugarcoat nothing. <laughs> Friend or foe. Yeah, but but you also don't have to make the comments either. Remember, this is supposed to be a family show. <laughs> That's right, Paul. All right. You gotta, you gotta be clean. <laughs> so, um, so there you have it. Uh, basically, I would say if you're, um, a fan of interesting stories with interesting artwork and uh, a little bit more mature... Like uh, Dario and me, you might enjoy Alias. If you're, you know, you just like the pretty colors and the, you know, bang bangs and everything, then uh, like bang, John, bang. And John and Paul, then uh, you might not like it. So there you go. Go, go read a Rob Leafield comic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go run. Yeah. Ugh. No, I don't like, I don't like Leafield either, so. Nobody it does. Made me appreciate, it made me appreciate the live action show a little bit more. I, I, okay, I, I like the live on. action show. Yeah. Hold um, on. But I also I couldn't help but make fun of it because uh, her only powers were <laughs> to break a lock <laughs> or to jump off screen. Like she did flying, like they did in the seventies. Oh yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> go off screen. They're flying. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't totally hate it. Okay, I did like. It I did sounds like, like you pot. did. <laughs> I did like the part with with Rick with Rick Jones. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they were trying to determine whether they were related or not, and they were doing doing his biography. Oh yeah, they were the no school, but they didn't mention any of his time with Rom, which I really bummed me out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Were they allowed to? I don't think they would be allowed to. No, I don't think they were. Yeah, probably not. Actually, no. I took that back. I don't. There's not a problem saying that they teamed up. They just can't portray him in armor anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, because uh, because Peter David um, had Rom show up at, at Rick Jones' wedding. Oh, oh did nice. he? 
Yeah, but at that point, he's a human again? Because he's he went back to his humanoid form? All right. So he's there with his wife. He's like, you don't remember me because I'm back as a regular person again. And they're like, Ron! <laughs> no, now I'm Ron with an N. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so there you go. That's our off-the-shelf review for Alias. So now we're going to move on and just talk about a couple different things. Um, one thing we wanted, John wanted to talk about is, uh, I guess when we talk about this, but maybe not, um, maybe we did, uh, you know, I don't have a good memory, so maybe, but we, uh, I don't know if we talked about it last episode or not, but we lost Keith Giffen, um, recently. And, uh, he's, 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 uh, he's, uh, he's someone that I really liked. He's a creator. I really enjoyed a lot. Um, he was partly responsible for the Justice League book. Uh, book that we read for one of our off the shelves, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he was he did some good stuff. And did uh, we read that for off the shelf? It was a long time ago we read that. Yeah, that was for off the shelf. I think John, were you here for that? I don't. No, I wasn't here for that one. Mm. But his one, I always kind of liked to you know the funny like his uh, Booster Gold and the Blue Beetle. Yes, he always did. He always. Uh, well, he turned the, some... he turned them into a team. They were just two separate dudes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and uh, you like the odd funny. couple. I love like the comic yeah. book odd love, couple. I love anything with Booster and Beetle. So good, yeah. so good. So uh, he did a lot of good stuff like that. Mm. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. So, um, of course, condolences to his family, friends, and fans. He will definitely be missed. He's a true legend. Mm. All right. So uh, next up, let's talk about. Season two of Loki. What'd you guys think? Very good. I, I liked it. Uh oh, Dario has thoughts. I too love it. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Dario? So I watched the. How many episodes was the total? Six. Oh, hold Six, on. Before before you go. Oh, spoiler alert. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. It was six episodes long, right? So yep. I watched all of season one and liked it. Yep. Um, I wasn't loving the whole continued Kang storyline in the movies and the other stuff like oh, everybody yeah. else in the world. Yeah. Well, um, I like, what are the continued Kang stories? There was only Quantumania, which that was not good. It was Quantumania. Was awesome. Wasn't he mentioned in other stuff? No, maybe not. No, I don't think so. Maybe we've just all been talking about him. Yeah. But Jonathan Majors is a fine actor, and I like the other stuff he's done. But I can, you know, obviously he's got legal issues right now. Right. But that's not here. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to get to is that Six episodes of Loki, just needed to watch one episode, because it's a time travel story, and if they had wrapped it up with a, well, time travel fixed it all, and there's no repercussions, I would have been pissed, but episode six, there's 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 repercussions in the rest of the Marvel Universe, which is going to be felt, I think, in other things that they do, Yes. and right. realistically, I don't think I needed to watch the first five episodes, other than the fact that, or... Or Boris is great, yes. easily one of my favorite characters, yes. and Mobius is one of my, one of the best characters. I love and, yeah. I love uh, the the pairing of Loki and Mobius. I think right. the great security pair. guard, the girl, the, the she's not a security guard. B fifteen. She's a, yeah. the, a security, you know the, the other the, the other girl that was from season one. She got no screen time. She got nothing. All she would do is stand there and look distressed, mm-hmm. or maybe have a couple lines. So she got uh, her character got got the worst of it. Sylvie had a lot of lines. Who cares about Sylvie? Um, <laughs> Apparently, Loki, 
Yeah. Well, they dropped that whole. They really didn't didn't drop it, but they just kind of were like, well, let's just pretend there was never a love affair between Loki and Loki. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but there were some yeah, only, there were some good things throughout the episodes. Uh, no, I'm not saying that they were total trash. I agree with you. Those was, was good stuff, but I just feel like the last episode you could watch all of season one and then watch episode six of 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 season two and you've got the complete story. You don't need to have watched the other yeah. stuff. Right. Uh, I don't know if I totally agree with that, but Right. I'd have a hard time saying that. But I, I thought it was a good entertainment, you know. Yeah. Like Derek was saying the back and forth between Loki and uh oh what's Mobius. The Mobius. Mobius. It mm-hmm. was really, really good. There were some interesting things like they got into why Loki cares um you know why why he's doing all this what you know there was, yeah. there was kind of a nice philosophical question there and and uh, there was some cool stuff but overall I enjoyed it um I think that season, that's, that last episode was so well shot I think all yes. the all the all the all like the really key scenes looked great yes. I think it had a great soundtrack to it they, yes, they did yes. a lot it was like a movie it was I think it was longer than an hour yeah so now um, Loki is has in the MCU. He is now officially known as instead of the God of Mischief, he's now the God of Stories. Oh, here's the other thing too: is that I was telling Mark, um, who I worked with at the store on Sunday, um, that they don't really need to use Doctor Doom to create Battle World now. I mean, I, they weren't going to do that anyway. But if you look mm-hmm. at the Secret Wars storyline that they're modeling this upcoming movie on, it's going to be oh, probably wow. about the, the Kirkman run, the Kirkman Secret Wars. Mm. And that's where Doctor Doom and Doctor Strange, you know, mm. were able to use the powers that they, they had received to save what they could and create Battleworld, right? Right. Now, realistically, Loki could do that. Loki yes. could be the guy holding, could, holding yes. everything together and be like, well, shit's falling apart. Excuse my language. So stuff's falling apart. Let's press it into a world and save that world. So save what we can. Totally, yeah. Um, yeah. Which might end up happening. So now that we discuss Loki, let's get into some other stuff, like some of the weird, crazy rumors that are going on around uh, about Marvel. For example, there's the whole Jonathan Major thing, which we won't get into any of the details on all that, his legal troubles, but there is... Rumors that Marvel might be deciding to move away from the Kang storyline. Um, in which case, as you said, Dario, they could probably still do it with Loki. <clears throat> or they have, there is also rumors uh, that they could be bringing in Doctor Doom. And is also the latest rumor that he could be portrayed by actor Mads Mikkelsen. I, yes, that's, that's all, yes, that's it. He's great. He would be a, he would be a really, really good Doctor Doom. Yes. So, like... Wow. That'd be I don't know why cool. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Who's the guy that um, played the Sheriff of Nottingham in Robin Hood, uh, Prince of Thieves? He was also oh. Snipe from... Oh, yeah, he's uh, passed on now. Right. Yeah. Anyway, he's passed on. Yeah. He played the best villains when he played villains, right? Yes, yes. So, Maz, uh, <laughs> Maz Mickelson... Also plays really good villains. <laughs> yes. Um, another. He was a bad guy in the first James Bond movie, right? Casino Royale. He was. Yes. Yeah. Um, another casting rumor is that um, in the Fantastic Four movie, they are going to go with 
Pedro Pascal to play uh, Reed Richards. <clears throat> I could care less about that. I mean, he's a fine actor, but I the, Reed, Reed Reed's the least exciting character of the Fantastic Four. I know, right? I am not opposed to it. Uh, he probably wouldn't have been my first choice, but I'm not opposed to it. So that's good. Could be worse. Yeah. Um, and then you know about Galactus, right? Galacticus? Galacticus, yeah. <laughs> what about as him? long as it's not a dust cloud like he was in the first movie. Yeah. I was like waiting for the rest of the whole movie. I know, right? Just like, for what? something. He's a dust cloud? I What's know. going on That's here? So bad. So oh bad. my god. So, uh, one more interesting thing. It looks like uh, in 2024, the only Marvel movie we're going to get is Deadpool 3. Mm-hmm. And I don't even call that a Marvel movie. Is that still on the Fox? Or is Marvel putting it out now? No, it's under Marvel now. Yeah. As far as I know. Um, wow. And the more I hear about it, the more interesting it sounds. Oh, yeah. It's going to be the best. It's going to be the best movie that Marvel's put out. It's going to make them money as oh, opposed yeah. to. Definitely. As opposed to every other movie they put out in the last, like, two years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we, you know, we know the Marvels came out recently, but none of us saw it, so we can't talk about it. <laughs> I almost went to go see it today. I decided, I decided I don't care what people say that I want to support. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like this the, the girl that plays Miss Marvel is gonna have a career ruined by this movie. Uh, I and hope then... not. I really hope not because she's really good. Great. Um, I was gonna see it last weekend, but then I ended up not going. Um, so yeah. You were sick, weren't you? Yes, I was. Um, but I was gonna go Sunday when I was feeling a little better, but I didn't end up going. Actually, I'm told I'm I'm you know kind of jumping uh, companies here, but I'm told. That you could watch Blue Beetle now on HBO today yes, you if you wanted to. Yeah, HBO which means Max. that movie was in theaters and out of theaters, and it's only been not even a month, right? No, so we should been, be able to see Marvels. It came out in August, so yeah, so like we two should, months. Maybe we should see Marvels in December by the end of December. For Christmas, yeah, maybe yeah. January. Um, we'll kick off the new year. I still haven't seen Blue Beetle yet. I haven't either, but I have HBO, so I'll watch it. Yeah, me too. Um, all right, and finally, you know, the is that the kid from uh, Cobra Kai? Yep, mm-hmm. good actor, yeah, very good. Um, and finally, the last thing I wanted to talk about was have you guys seen the trailer for the Madam Web movie? Yes, yes, very We've excited. already discussed that, yeah, not on, not on recording. Yes, and Paul said no. he was very much looking forward to it. I only have, I only I have, have one. One concern, only one. It is, yeah, only one. Um, is that they're? I feel like they're leaning heavy into the Spider Verse storyline, which was really good, and I think would be would be a good movie. Um, but I, I feel like there's a strong chance that people are getting multiverse fatigue, and it's not going to help it. Right. I only have yeah. I only have one concern as well, and that's the entire movie. Oh, you don't think it looks good? No. I don't think it looks good. I don't think there's a point to it. I don't think we need it. And I think it's it's, t- it's telling the Spider Verse story. Did you read that? Because I if well, I could be way off. Which one? The very first one. Yeah, the, I read the guy that. that's the, the guy that's attacking the other ones that dresses like Spider Man is the guy is is a is a Peter Parker. Um, yeah, and they're I, basically vampires. They kill all the spiders and they take their powers. So yes, the whole. I remember yeah. that, but yeah, that I don't know. It just. I'm not looking forward to it at all. It's it's especially without Spider Man. Is I don't see the point in it. Peter's gonna be in it, huh? Peter will be in it. No, he won't. 
Uh, I think that it would have been, I mean, I could give it, I can look at it either way. Um, I think it would have been better if it was like based like in the 70s where she helped Peter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You want you want you want you want Madame Webb to be a ninety year old woman <laughs> like wheelchair bound? I don't yeah. care about that, but I just It don't have to be that. I mean look at look what they did to Aunt May for Christ's sakes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh the rest to me. <laughs> um I barely care about Madame Webb as a character other than her relation to Spider Man. So for me it's like I just it's pointless. See, I feel like it's going to be less about Madam Webb's vehicle to tell the story. I, I feel like that it's going to be telling the story of the other female spider people. I mean, Arachna, is she part of it? Yeah. And then the spider yeah. woman, and then yeah. another spider girl. So. Yeah, I'm watching it. It looks like there's like another three spider women here in the trailer. Yeah, there is. Yeah. I don't know. I just well, It's like the Craven well, movie. It's like I don't, I don't care about Craven. I haven't even seen Spider-Man. the trailer of that movie yet. Oh yeah. So this this movie's coming out next year then? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so I guess that's another movie that Marvel is putting out next year. No, then. it's being put out by Sony. Oh, this is Sony. Yeah. Uh, so it's okay. not technically a Marvel an MCU movie, even okay. though it's part of the multiverse, but whatever. Which yeah. I agree with you on that, Dario. I'm a little concerned about people getting fatigued with the multiverse, but I think if they do good stories with it, that maybe that'll help. But yeah, I mean that's mm-hmm. the thing is Marvel movies need to be self-contained again. Like yeah, let's yeah right. Talk, let's talk about the first ten years of Marvel movies. Right, there was an overarching Thanos story that was taking place in the background. But yes, right. if you if you if you look really 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 look at it, the first ten years of Marvel, you need to watch. You need to watch the first Avengers movie. Yeah. yeah. Then you need to watch. Infinity War and Endgame. That's it. You don't need to watch anything else. I mean, whatever. There's a hundred million characters there. Who cares? I mean, they all get dusted at the end of the first movie. Like you see the main team formed, and in the second movie, all these extra characters that you just spent ten years going, yay! They brought in Black Panther. Yay! They brought in this other guy. They're all dusted, and then you got to bring them back. So you don't need to watch the other ones. So if they just focused this phase. 20 or whatever we're talking about now. <laughs> like that. It's only that. five. It's only phase five. <laughs> Dario, your, your thoughts are always like, you don't have to watch everything. Just watch the first one and the last one. And that's it. Same thing for Loki. Right, right. <laughs> well, Dario's theme throughout the podcast. There's another. There's, all, everything in there's, there's times you can skip this crap. Other times you can't. There's so. a very important word that you just said, Dario, that, that they definitely need. And that is focus. Because I was thinking, like, the other day, I mean, can you even mention every single new character they've introduced in this phase? There's at least one in every single thing they've shown. If I think (laughs) about it really hard, I might be able to, but I'll probably still forget them a few. Black Widow. Black Widow introduced, like, Taskmaster and I don't know who else. I still hate that Taskmaster. um, The Captain America TV show. What's that? Black Widow, then they they introduced the um the oh, other yeah. the White Widow. Yeah, the White Widow. Well, yeah, and also the, and also Red Red Star, Red, not Red Star. Red Guardian. Red Guardian. Red Guardian. Yeah, right. And then you had yep. um Shang Chi, which introduced um Shang Chi. Amanda. 
and the Mandalorian. Yeah, and the, they they try they the they fix they tried to fix the the mess they made of the Mandarin. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, and remember the Eternals movie where they brought in yes uh, Black Knight and and Blade, even yeah. though we know a song. Yes, the voice of Blade. <laughs> yeah, right. And then and then there's the various TV series. We had Moon Knight. We had. Uh, um, Moon Knight, Moon Knight brought in uh, the the Scarab. Her name's like Scarlet Scarab, yeah. And then yes. and She Hulk, She Hulk brought in Hulk's kid for like ten seconds. Uh, oh yeah, they did Scar. a horrible job with that. Yeah. Um, they got a second. Don't they have a second season of Moon Knight coming out? I like Moon Knight. That was really good. I yeah. haven't heard but, anything, but, but my I whole, hope I, so. The whole the whole point is is that they've introduced a billion characters. And nobody even remembers hardly any of them. Right. Yeah. There's none of them were as big as the, the first round of characters. Right. Or did, and apparently or did at the end, of, at the end of the Marvels, they're, they're having Kamala Khan go and create the Young Avengers. And as much as I like, you know, Kamala Khan's character and and I don't dislike the Young Avengers, but I could care less about the Young Avengers. Right. About In a movie. Me too. Right. Yeah. We want to see, we want to see yeah. the... We want to see the core Avengers. I, I, right. I'd, I'd be okay maybe seeing the Young Avengers as a series. Yeah, but I, I agree with that. Yeah, but I'm very much not interested in a Young Avengers movie. No. So I mean, well, did the Avengers? Okay, did did the movie introduce Agent Colton, or did the TV series? The movie. Uh, no, no. He was in. He was in Thor. He was in he was in every single Marvel movie starting with Iron Man. Yes. That's right. That's right. Until the first Avengers movie. Right. And then they put him on Agents of Shield and then even though it was still supposed to be connected, they really that kinda slipped. Mm. But yeah. So there we go. Um that'll bring us to the end of the episode, I guess. Is there anything else uh any of you guys wanted to talk about before we sign off? I'm sure there's some more stuff, but well, I think we hit we hit it all. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure there'll be stuff the we can talk items. about for the next episode. But in the meantime, that'll do it for us. Uh, we want to thank you guys for listening. We really do appreciate it, and thank you to my uh, League of Substitute Podcasters. Great job as always, guys. We save the day once again. <laughs> 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 and um, for all those who celebrate, uh, I hope you all have a happy and safe Thanksgiving. And uh, if you're going out on Black Friday, please be safe. <laughs> and uh, until Nightwing gets trampled by a Black Friday crowd, good night, everybody. Good night. I warned you. I warned you. <laughs> All right, hey. All right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs>